Yes, welcome back on the night I go back. I'm Ben. I'm Higgins. Yes, you are. Here I am. He's here. I'm here. We're here to talk about movies and TV and stuff and and life. And how they shape us as people. They do shape us as people. And that really, you know, means a lot to me. And that's why I like to talk about it with you every Saturday. Every, well, almost every Saturday. Almost every Saturday when you're not too busy. Hey. Yeah, sorry, I was so busy burying my mom last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I realized halfway through halfway through that joke, I was like, I wish I stopped. Well, you can't stop. You know, you got to commit. No. You got to yeah. commit. Um, so, yes, we're back. We mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. a cool topic today. We have a great guest that's going to join us later in the episode. Um, we will keep that a surprise until he shows up. It will be a surprise until he or she shows. They up. show up until they show up. Thank you. They them. Um. Yeah. So Higgins, what's up? Hey How, man, how's it going? What have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I was on vacation this week. So you were on going, vacation this week. I was. So what did you do? I did really a whole lot of nothing. Um, got some Halloween decorations up around the house, which is, I'm starting to realize that decorating your home on the outs, the the exterior decorations of your house, it's just it's just so much work, and it's just not worth it to me. Why did you um, choose to do it this year? Uh, I don't know. I felt like it was time. I think people, so like these, these, uh, this couple moved in across the street about a year ago. So they've been here for a while and they're like our age, but they don't have kids. So they're like, we're, we, we don't really hang out that much mm-hmm. uh, actually at all. We, we, right. we, we hung out like twice. Um, but they're like, they were, they brought the, the uh, decoration game to the party. Whereas like the rest of the street does some decorations, but like they brought like every, every holiday since they've been here, they've been, you know, they've had a pretty, pretty uh, extensive decoration. So it's uh, like the rising tide is lifting all the boats. Like it's right. Like you think you look worse because by comparison, your neighbor is doing things like my neighbor like Halloween like decoration. Clark Griswold from like, from uh, Christmas vacation. Like and do, yeah. Like, right. And doing things like keeping their yard neat and <laughs> yeah. putting their garbage <laughs> in the garbage bags. I mean, stuff like that is really like making you look terrible. And having functioning metabolism and all that. <laughs> and using like, their treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's our treadmill now. Um, like you and me. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so he, they've, uh, they, they do that. So we decided, I decided that I would do that. So we got a couple, one of those, uh, those blow up things that you like plug in and they and the air shoots in and it blows up and it waves around we got a jack skellington of that got a couple of uh tombstones that you you put into the ground and then um what else do we have we i'm have just two, like really surprised that you two arms two two hands coming up oh like, that's cool that's like zombie hands and then i'm very surprised a, that you're doing all this i'm very very yeah surprised. it's it's a fucking annoying though because like so i just happened to, of course of course i did it like two days ago and then the last two days have been nothing but like wind and rain. <laughs> so like the, the shit's just getting blown out of the ground. One of my, we had, we bought like four of these like tombstones you put in the ground. One literally blew away. I don't know where it is. It's gone. Um, the Jack Skellington blow thing is like, you know, you got to tie it down. So it doesn't like just wobble all over the place. The ties, it keeps on coming untied. So it's just like flopping back and forth. It's just, it's been a, it's been a nightmare. So it's far. a lot of effort for something that you describe as a huge pain in your ass. And that I don't right. know. And, and it's like R- Riley really digs it, which is kind of cool. Well, that's like, cool. Yeah. 
like she really like she wants to like go out and see the jack skellington like every five minutes so like that's tell her that's to part t- of it teach her what a fucking window is right yeah idiot um <laughs> <laughs> um so that's part of it i guess so she was she's really into it but it's yeah like we it's just it's just a, a hassle and it's like we only got like we spent like a hundred dollars on decorations so like i think as far as decorations go it's not that much right but it's just like uh, the, the amount of work that's gone into just putting these tiny things up. Like I'm not doing Christmas. Well, in the like, maintenance, you probably yeah. didn't even think about the maintenance. No, like I knew, like I knew, like obviously like, I want, like last night I went out, but I, I, for, I forgot about it until like 1230 at 12:30 AM to go out and shut off the thing. So that Jack, like to sh- turn off the Jack skeleton thing so that he wouldn't blow like throughout the night. So like I had to do that. And I, this morning I had to take some of the stuff that was knocked down and put it and stake it back into the ground. And like, yeah, it's stuff like that, that I don't plus like who knows when kids start coming and destroying shit, how upset I'll be if like they oh, start totally. Yeah. yeah. No. So That's it's enraging. like, cause you can't right. attack a kid in retaliation. For right. That. Like we, we, we have three pumpkins again like on our, one of our, we have like that side door that no one uses. We have three yeah. pumpkins on the steps leading up the side door that, you know, one for me, one for Emily and one for Riley. And I know that that those are about to get, those are going to get smashed just because yeah. they're going to get smashed yeah. for sure. All you can hope for is that they don't get smashed until right. after. Um, so yeah, I'm assuming that the decorations will become casualties as well. So, okay. I have a couple thoughts for you. I've been sure. listening to your much like, I mean, I've always kind of thought of this podcast as like free therapy for you. Okay. Um, and so I I've been that. listening to what's going on in your life and I have mm-hmm. uh, some recommendations much like a good therapist does. Okay. First of all, you should get a smart plug for the um, blow up things so that you that's can like just tell, timer? well, a timer, or if you get a smart plug and say, like, call it like decorations, mm-hmm. then you can tell Alexa to turn it off or on regardless of where you are, as long as you're okay. near Alexa. All right. Easy, buddy. All so right. you could be like, so you're hanging out, it's like 1230, you're watching like, I don't know, Karate Kid 6 or whatever the fuck you watch late at night. Wow. And yeah, yep. And yeah, so no, I know. Yeah. Okay. And you could, just, instead of having to get up and like put on your clothes and go outside and be cold, you can just say, Alexa, turn off the decorations. And it'll be like, sure thing, Corey, I'll do it. Uh, okay, that's a good idea. Um, Thank you. I, probably, I won't do that. But no, I, I know you're not going <laughs> to do that. Um, plus, I like, you know, I like getting out there to make sure that things okay you know like i need to go out there and make sure that it deflates properly and and all that kind of stuff i can't just trust the computer to do it my second my yeah okay my second piece of advice is less of a piece of advice and more of a rhetorical question which is where do things go when they blow away i don't know like because that happened to me did i tell you that my first grill cover at my old place in newton yeah i remember that remember it blew away and i just legitimately couldn't find it i scoured that that property and i could not find that grill cover it just legitimately disappeared so la two weeks ago i think it was maybe three weeks ago um one of our like our blue recycling bin not even a bin it's like a actual barrel um the 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 trash guy just took it (laughs) took it and didn't put it back and just drove away with it. And is that least, is that like? Do you have like town provided barrels? No, it's G, it's G. No, we had to buy that. It's JRM um, that the the trash company that did it. Right. So, but you're saying you didn't buy that in it to like augment the, the the what was given to you. You just had to no, buy we had, everything. Yeah, yeah, we had to buy everything. Okay. Okay. Because um, I could see that if there was like formal barrels and you left like a, your own barrel out there with trash in it, they could just take that and throw it away. No, this is no, this is this was our barrel. So they have so they have taken the recycling from it before, 
without yeah, yeah. taking oh, yeah. the barrel. For years. And for they just sure. randomly this one time and this decided. this time Emily watched him take it and, and drive off with it. And my guess is that like maybe he was frustrated because he like maybe something was like stuck in it. And instead of just like batting, like instead of just like trying to get it out, he just threw the whole barrel in. I don't know. Anyway, Emily calls me and was like, hey, the trash guy just took <laughs> So on the my home, my you way never home, want to get that call. You live no, your whole life hoping yeah, you never get that you know, call. It's a, it's a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, on the way home, I I stopped at Home Depot and I bought another one. And as I'm pulling into my onto my street, at the end of my street is my barrel that the guy oh, took. What? <laughs> what did he do? There. I don't know. He must have taken it down the street. Maybe realized halfway down the street that he what he what he was doing was like you know stupid or illegal, and he just left it on the corner of my street and like the main street that that's on like where Rizzo's is, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm like, Oh shit. So here it is. So I brought it back and I, so now we have two barrels, uh, two recycling bins. That- you know, commercial drivers are all very impulsive in my experience. Did yeah. I tell you about the guy who, when we were leaving stuff outside of the Newton place and we were, we left like a big thing of drawers or like a, like a, like a bookshelf out there and someone in like a FedEx or a UPS truck took it. And then <laughs> like back, 15 right? minutes later, brought it back and just threw it out of the, threw it out of the truck <laughs> and it like broke in my yard. No, I, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. I will never forget. I will never forget and never forgive. No, it's hard. I mean, uh, so I, what, like, you, I mean, what you described is exactly what happened, right? So he took it and then like he decided at some point later in your case, I shouldn't do this. In my case, it was like, I don't want this garbage. Right. Came back and just, they just kind of left it. Right. No, I don't think he ever, I don't think he came back. I think he literally took it. Right, and, and by the time he by got the time he got to the end of the yeah. street, he was like, "What am I doing?" Or, like, I don't even—I honestly don't know what was going through his head. Um, but yeah, he just left it on the corner of the street. Um, was it a different guy? Do you know? No, I don't know. I don't know my trash guy. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm never here for the, the trash, so I'm always That's at fair. work. Um, wow. Well, it sounds like you had a big week then. <laughs> oh yeah, huge, <laughs> that is um, weird. That is very weird. Yeah, and yeah. To answer your first question, I don't know where things go when they blow away. Um, I think they just go up in the air. They're just like kind of swallowed by the ether. And, and it's just like, it's space debris now. Like <laughs> yeah. Your tombstone like that, and my grill cover just floating in space. I think there. it's like that, that, that layer right before you hit the ozone layer is just mm-hmm. a layer of stuff that blows away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the so, garbo layer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just people's like, uh, political signs yeah. and like, yeah. and grill uh, covers, grill and, covers and uh, styrofoam tombstones that you did for decorations, stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Okay. Well, I would like you to take a picture of your house with the number included <laughs> no. and we'll post it along with the, uh, along Emily, with the took, Emily, put, uh, Emily took pictures and posted them on social media about the decorations. So they're probably oh. on there already. So cool. We'll check out Emily's Facebook. If you want to see more pictures at, about that, that's at Emily. <laughs> just, she's, just, she's the first Emily. <laughs> yeah. First one. First um, and best. Yeah. That's what I always say um smart man yeah so how how uh, how was your week my week was uh, all right that's awesome let's move on to uh wow got him man you <laughs> reap it. what you sow you Nailed reap what you it. sow and i really right. i deserved that um no but how was your week what you do my week was pretty good it was a pretty uneventful week i did a lot of um working at work and oh. i watched a lot of tv which we'll talk about in oh. a little bit oh I bought um, some tools on Craigslist from a Trump supporter, and I felt that's like something. I don't know. Did I say something was it about Lance? This? No, it wasn't Lance. No, I, I, I forget if I group chatted about this. I don't think I did, but um, it's a 
it's buying stuff on Craigslist is something I love to do. Like I love yard sales. I love Craigslist. Like I love that shit. Um, and now buying stuff on Craigslist is like a minefield because around here it's like 50, 50 split conservative, liberal. Um, and so any given time, if I'm buying something from someone, they could be a Trump supporter. And I don't want to like support that. I don't want to like give, I don't want to like give them what they want, which is effectively selling whatever junk they have to sell. <laughs> but there's no way of knowing. Right. So right, no, you can't. And if you wait, and then if you post, <laughs> I'm only accepting offers from people who support Biden, then like you look like the weirdo. So. I definitely, and like you're opening yourself up to getting like mugged yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that'd be super weird. I, I would pay is... for that. <laughs> yeah. I'd pay to watch you get mugged by a by an old lady Trump yeah. supporter. Yeah, no, that would be good. That would be really good. Um, uh, yeah. So, so anyways, I picked up some good, good Craigslist deal though. The dude sucked, but, but it was a good deal. Um, what kind of tools? So I have the, I have these like Ryobi tools, which are like the, um, it's like the, yeah, I have Ryobi. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the, for those of you who are, are listening at home, it's like the green, like the fluorescent green. Yeah. Tools. <laughs> and they have this like one plus system where the batteries work on all the different tools and all you need to do is buy the tools on the batteries. And if you have one or two batteries, they work at all of them. Right. So mm-hmm. I've been using my, my Ryobi drill for a while, a while with one battery. I bought a little weed whacker that uses the Ryobi battery and it keeps running out. So this guy, I bought some extra batteries off of him and a new charger and an impact driver, which I didn't really need, but it was, he was selling it all together. So I figured I'd just buy all of it. So now I have this whole fucking system, dude. And it yeah. is legit. Did you do, is it all like on your wall in your garage? Like it uh, is, like a, it is. Like a, yeah. I mounted the, I mounted the charger and all the everything. There you go. It looks fucking cool. And I am fixing shit like the Dickens. <laughs> what's the dickens i'm just fixing shit like the dickens that's a saying right? <laughs> yeah um i actually fixed my deck this week oh yeah. loose... uh, tell I me about that a, i just had a loose floorboard and i uh tell me about I... that in detail while i take a big bite of pizza okay well it was a monday um the sky was blue the wind was harsh um the waves were rough um <laughs> <laughs> unforgiving they could say you could say um no i don't know i just it, well, i had a loose floorboard on my deck and i just took my ryobi drill and i and i fixed it and uh it's probably means i can never walk on that section of the deck again so like there's a good shot good shot that falls apart um but i thought <laughs> yeah it's it was pretty funny like i had like a, a list of things i needed to do this week while i was on my vacation <laughs> like fix the deck was one of the things and like within the first like 20 minutes of monday morning i had fixed i had done like four of the five things i needed to do for the week and it was like okay now here i am just doing nothing for the rest of this week um that's why the the halloween decoration thing happened i needed to fill my my week with something um but no yeah so i uh i get the the it's there's something oddly satisfying about fixing things around your house yeah. Oh, I trust me. I, I get it. And even though I know it's not the same thing because I rent and don't buy. So it's like, it's a whole different feeling. No, I, I, think I recognize fixing, that. Fixing anything, whether rent or buy is a, is, is, is a high. Yeah, no, I've been, I just I've wouldn't really fix things it. that I rent just because it, why, why help, why help them? You know, they should. Yeah. Help. But it, it helps me too while I'm living here. Yeah. I guess it gives you practice on how to do stuff like that. Plus. And it's a, yeah. it's a bank, right? If you think about, let me tell you something about personal relationships, Ooh, okay. professional relationships. Someone very early on in my career, my job career, told me that relationships with people are like a bank and you can withdraw from that bank. But if you withdraw too much, you're going to overdraw and you can't get any more and you ruin that relationship. Mm -hmm. But you have to give to that bank as you withdraw, right? So 
Mm-hmm. Everything is a give and take, Higgins. Think about our relationship, for example. There's I give a lot more, lot more give than I give. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I give, and um, I like to take. But anyways, yeah, no. So anyway, uh, yeah. I also like when it comes to fixing stuff. I like buying tools too, as I kind of just explained. So there's a there's an odd like, it's a weird feeling when I'm in Home Depot and I go into like a certain section that like especially the tools like I need to buy them, and I don't need any of them. Like today, I was in Home Depot because we were buying um, more. We were buying like better stakes to put into the ground to keep the to keep the things this is your white whale dude you're like right no because the stakes that they give you in the set it's just like it's the it's like small plastic things like the like, tiniest gust of wind and they blow out of the ground so i got like oh this is steak <laughs> no that's a stake. um <laughs> uh, so i got like a heavy duty one to, to to put into the ground and even still i was i went in and i spent eleven dollars but i wanted to buy like a hundred dollars worth of stuff just for stuff I didn't need, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very, addictive. no, I'm, I, I'm, I, I completely. And, and the thing is like, you can't justify that. Like, like, you know, you like video games, but you don't like feel a compulsion to go and buy like a ton of video games when you're a target or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You can like justify in your head because you're like, I'm going to do something good with these. And then you buy <laughs> like something that you're never going to fucking use in your entire right. life. And even if you did have a scenario where you had to use it, you would have no fucking idea how to. No, absolutely not. And so that, but, but you can, but you can justify in your head. There's like this weird little negotiation that goes on in your head. You're like, Oh, it's a tool. This is good. This is an adult thing to buy. It's worth spending my money on. Well, I think it's one of the, I think they, you know, they say that tools are one of those things that like you, it's every, every homeowner needs them. So it's like, it's yeah. not, it's not like a, it, like you said, it's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's, it helps you out in the long run to get as many as you can and along get the way. good ones too. Right. Like it's something that's worth like investing a good amount of money in up front right. and not buying like the fucking target brand. Well, how they say like cars are the worst investments you can make because the second you drive them off a lot, they lose like a third of their value. Yeah. Like, whereas tools are the best investment you can make because you're going to eventually, they, they, you they appreciate them, yeah. the value. You're always going to need them. Yeah. Right. Yep. No, I agree. I feel the same way. And that's why I'm having a lot of fun building out my whole, my whole dealio here. And I, uh, I hear you. So yeah. So Craigslist. Um, yeah. And I've just been, just been hanging, hanging and gaming hanging and banging and gaming. hanging and banging and yeah, the whole deal. Nice. Um, yes. So, so that's good. What did you do today? Today was, you went to Home Depot, you Home said. Home Depot. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. And that stuff out. So. Cool. Very cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. You ready to get down to business? Yeah, let's get down to business. Well, let's almost get down to business. Let's do, um, what have you, Higgins, been watching on TV or movies or at the movies? I have not <laughs> gone to the movies. Um, uh, so I've been, I've been watching a bunch of stuff, you know, here and there. Um, I think I texted you about it. I watched um, uh, you, better, you Have to Leave or You Should Go Now, that Kevin Bacon, uh, Amanda Seyfried, uh, psychological fucking awesome yeah i th- i was not as uh along the way i was having fun watching it but then the ending kind of sucked so i was like yeah it's kind of shitty like i would have preferred the movie be about someone like living in the house and have it be like an actual right like, well because you like, don't like like you don't like uh paranormal stuff no I mean, that's not, not true I, I i can i can appreciate it when it comes to horror paranormal stuff like that like ghosts and stuff like that but this was like a time warp thing like and it was like it wasn't it wasn't 
when I found, when I realized that it was going to be that and not just like an extra, like a dude living in the side of the house, like fucking with them, then I, I, my mind was taken a little off of it. Cause I was like, eh, well, see, that's like so funny because what you, if, if it was a guy living in the house, I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much. And that's really? like, Oh yeah. Definitely. There's, there's, a, there's a certain, like, there's a certain like authenticity. Uh, there's a certain like realistic factor that comes into like someone. Cause I, I've, read these you know about these true crimes and about these stories about people who live inside the walls mm-hmm. of people's homes they don't yeah. realize it and they fuck with the families and blah 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 like that's legitimately terrifying to me so like it's it's easy for me to get scared about that because i know that's actually can happen i don't not that i don't believe in ghosts but i don't believe in like this kind of shit where like they, it takes you into an alternate universe and blah blah blah, blah. so like my, my my brain tends to to wander when i when i feel like that's the plot um, well, it sounds but, like such a joyless existence. <laughs> but that is that, that, that being said, <laughs> the movie was really good. And yeah, a lot Kevin of Bacon's good in it. Uh, yeah. Amanda Seyfried is, is excellent as usual. She's she's just great. She's like under the radar good too. Like I feel like she's never like she doesn't get the, the praise nearly enough nearly as much as she should, I think. And yeah. she's like always she's one of those people who I feel like could be in big blockbusters. But I like think she, she just always hasn't take, chosen. She just right, chose she chose just, it not to. Because after Mean Girls, like these independent movies that are, she could have gone in the direction of um, Rachel McAdams or oh, yeah. you know, easily, right? I mean, but but she didn't. She yeah, she wanted. She did Alpha Dog and then did fucking yeah, the weird Ted shit Two and all that kind of stuff. Like I think Ted Two is probably the, her biggest box office draw. Mark like, Wahlberg, dude, he gets it. I mean, it. he 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 totally understands. Um, so yeah, I watched that. That was good. I recommend that. It's on uh, Peacock. Oh. Did yeah, you get so Peacock? I, it comes free with my uh, Xfinity. Nice, so, dude. Yeah, which is which is good, I think, because I think that's where the office is going once it leaves Netflix. So mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. Not have yeah. to pay for that. Yeah, there's still a good um, year, I think, before the office leaves Netflix. But when I think it does, January is... twenty, I think January first, twenty twenty one. So only a couple months. Oh wow! Oh, I yeah. thought it was a year. I thought it was the following January. Okay, so yeah, so it's really close. Um, so that'll pay for itself with the. I, I mean, will... not that you pay for it, but like you no, know. No, well, I think I do pay for it, but I think it just gets rolled into my cable. I think. Smart. Like it just, it just, yeah, it, it just came apart. It just came as like a new package. That they, they're like, oh, this comes free with your Xfinity account. Right, but right, I, right. Yeah. I just, pay, I probably pay for it. Um, I also because I've been home the whole week. I, you don't have you don't you don't have cable, so you would you can't appreciate this. But Xfinity has this channel that I discovered. Um, channel nine forty nine on your dial. Um, it's called Laugh, L A F F. Do you know about this? Oh my God. You caught me at a bad time here. Yeah. You're literally chewing the biggest pizza pizza. Um, it's pretty rude actually that you decided to eat now while we're in the middle of recording. Imagine if I was doing this. You... Imagine if I was doing this. You would yeah, be see, I can do it responsibly though. You can't. <laughs> yeah. I'd fall out of my chair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Put a pin in that. We'll talk about that. Um, um, yeah, the so laugh you, channel is is an over the air channel too. You can I got laugh when I used a, a antenna that hooked up directly to my TV when I was living in Brighton. Oh, for it real! Shows like it shows like old sitcoms and shit. Oh my right? god, it shows everything that I you like that we grew up on. That's what I, I watched. Um, um, uh, Tool Time. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I watched about seventeen it, hours of Tool Time this of, yeah, uh, of Home yeah, Improvement yeah. this week. Home Improvement, that seventy show. So let's is, just I need to I need to interrupt you again. Oh. Let's just let's just cycle back to when you introduced this part of the story, and you said I wouldn't know because I because I don't yeah okay I apologize I apologize thank you thank you uh, um, I didn't realize that it was also for the poor's that didn't have cable to um, <laughs> the have nots have nots um, yeah <laughs> I was I was eating Higgins's crumbs <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching a ton of a ton of Home Improvement a ton of that '70s show which is good because they pulled it off of Netflix because of Danny Masterson being a fucking 
uh, horrible person, um, which I understand why they did it, but also like fuck them because like there's not, there's hundreds of other people involved in the, that 70 show project that like to pull it, to pull it because of him and not pull the dude or the, not the dude, uh, the dude ranch or the ranch, or whatever it's called. Right, right, right. Yeah, they didn't, well, pull they, they did, didn't... they wrote him off of the, of, of well, the ranch, yeah, but they it's, didn't pull it's a different yeah, you're right. They didn't pull the back episodes, but it's right. it's different when the show is actively on than when it's... Because that was a show that I was in the middle of doing a rewatch on when they pulled it. Um, it's crazy I mean, they did it so suddenly, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like... So that's that really, really sucked. But now I'm watching it again on the Laugh Network because it's on like four hours a day on the Laugh Network, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, um, Laugh was like one of the only good over-the-air channels that that I got when I was using the the antenna. So I would just put it on in the background. It would, it would get really condensed though when it got it yeah, over the it's air. Not, it's not HD. Yeah. So right. So it'd be yeah. like, it'd be like letterbox kind of, and that's, that's kind of annoying. But um, it's one thing that I noticed from the laugh though, that I can't help but Like the fact that some, some shows that just have, have existed in our lifetime that people don't even talk about or even mention, but that got like 10 year, 200, 200 episode runs are like incredible. The fact that like, I was watching an episode of according to Jim and <laughs> I, I just did, I just looked up according to Jim stuff, and it ran for like nine seasons and got like 180 episodes. Doesn't that show have a crazy cult following? I think people now I don't like that show, but at the time, I mean, it's it was a different, it was a whole different thing. Right now, like you're lucky if you have a show on Netflix and it gets two seasons, like that's right. a long run. Right back then, it was totally different. Well, what's what well, I guess what baffles me about it is that like especially back then, you needed to have be successful right off the bat, or else they would cancel you. Right. So. To fa- the fact that the according to Jim was successful enough to, to get nine seasons and like George Lopez show, another show that's on the lap <laughs> was another like eight season show. And like, you look at shows like that and you're like, how do these shows fun? How did, how did 300 episodes between the two of these shows happen? And we just stat, we just stood by and let it happen while like other shows just get canceled after one season. It's and then like, incredible. well, it's, it's not, I mean, it wasn't us. Right. I mean, that's like a result of the, the still to this day tremendously shitty Nielsen method of right, 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 right. Who is, who is watching stuff? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I completely agree, and it's it is crazy, and that like furthers that like feeling. Anytime I like watch TV or listen to music, like always in the back of my head, or not anytime. I mean, this would be I would be a crazy person. For sure, <laughs> but, like sometimes I feel like man, like what 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 didn't get made because this got made and like right. what like what did i miss out on because of whatever bullshit led to um you know the george lopez show getting 10 seasons right, right. like it is it, it's like it, gives, it almost gives you like a fomo where it's like man like i wish this didn't i wish we got like like two more seasons of freaks and geeks and that this show never ever happened like i would exactly gladly trade Ex- this show exactly for, like yeah. th- like according to jim <laughs> like as <laughs> according to jim gets to gets to have 10 christmas specials and like, <laughs> and, and, and and freaks and geeks barely got to have a, a full season order like it, it just doesn't make sense no it's crazy um, but yeah, so the Laugh Network's my new jam. I, I probably will be watching that religiously now. That oh, I, you can cut the cord now because you get laugh over the air. That's true. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been watching this week. Just a whole lot of laugh. <laughs> well, that's good. You got to laugh. Yeah. Um, before I got dive into my what have you been watching, um, have you seen this show that they just announced, that AMC just announced is, is coming up that uh, Annie Murphy is doing called Kevin Can Go F Himself? Yeah, they sh- that's uh, being shot in Brockton right now. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's it's a bunch of it's being sh- uh, shot in Massachusetts. I think this is so interesting for a variety of reasons. One, we were just talking about um, 
how much pressure is on the Schitt's Creek actors, uh-huh. you know, after just sweeping at the Emmys, like their next project is going to get so much scrutiny. So yep. it's interesting that Eddie Murphy then just goes and announces this. And the, the show, the concept itself is so interesting. Like, I don't know if it's a show I'd want to watch, but I'm so glad it's getting made because the whole thing is like, is like, is just like piling on the whole sitcom kind of mentality and like mm-hmm. the, like yeah, well, like the, like the, like the traditional kind of sitcom, all the tropes and stuff. It's kind of like, it's kind of like um, calling that out. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is like, it's based on Kevin can wait. Right. I mean, that's what the name is derivative of. And Oh, is that true? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, oh. and um, it's, it's like, it's, it's going to call out the fact that, the first wife on Kevin Can Wait was basically replaceable because because Leah Leah Ramini was going to come back and become right because you remember in Kevin Can Wait they they basically yeah. just kill off the first wife and bring without in any without any like no fanfare at all no and fanfare at all the show is going to be so it's a dark so I'm reading from a from an article here mm-hmm. dark comedy that will examine the role of the passive sitcom wife and it's going to use a mix of multi camera. Um, and single camera, right? So it's gonna oh. it's gonna give you that juxtaposition between that classic sitcom feel and the more modern comedy feel, which I think is gonna be really effective in conveying what they're trying to do here. Um, and I think it's just so they're gonna, I mean, they're basically gonna put like like Kevin James or the Kevin Jameses of the world or the people who put Kevin James down your throat. They're gonna put him on blast and be like, you know, you've been the sick, you know, taking this concept of the sitcom wife, which has been so for so long, this like passive, like 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 voiceless role in countless sitcoms millions or, of according yeah. to Jim's. it's either it's either that or it's the over the top like bitch naggy yeah, yeah exactly right right and it's gonna say you know audiences have caught up to the fact that this is an outdated way of looking at women and people and we're gonna make a whole a whole show that's gonna capitalize oh, on i didn't realize that's what it was about I'm yeah read like, read a read um read, read, read a, a book, book asshole. read a book uh, no. check out one of the articles um after because it's really interesting to see how they're positioning it but um i just knew that they were filming in massachusetts so it's um that's exciting i hope yeah. that it, is, is annie murphy playing the lead yeah she is, life? She is. okay yeah good for her um and it's gonna have uh um leah remini no, I don't think so, but I thought I read it might have the wife that was replaced on Kevin Kawhi. Oh, don't don't quote me on that. She's in a bunch of stuff though, though, that actress. Yeah, yeah, don't um he, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so I'm 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 excited about the concept of that. I'll definitely give it a shot, especially given Annie Murphy, you know, in that Shit's Creek kind of halo effect. Um This is a this is a big week coming up though because I think by the time this airs and by the time we get we record our next episode, it will be the first week of series premiere of season and series premieres of all like the uh, the traditional network. Shows. Oh, like the, the network, the broadcast network shows. So like this will be the first wave of shows that were produced post COVID. Mm, like, interesting. That'll make for an interesting episode. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what these these shows because like you know i i follow some of these sitcoms that i'm that i'm loyal fans of so i'm going to be watching some of these first episodes like the goldbergs and american housewife um so interested to see how those shows tackle the the covid if if, yeah. if, if there's going to be anything but yeah but. yeah no i bet they i bet they will definitely i mean i think there's, I think there's the, Gold, even... the goldbergs can't won't because they they're filmed they're based in the 80s so it doesn't make sense that's true that's uh, true but maybe, yeah i think current shows probably will so. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to talk about for sure. So, okay. So we talked about Kevin Kniff himself. Um, I've been watching a lot. So, uh, did you ever watch the haunting, uh, house Hill, the, the Netflix series, the haunting no. house Hill, no, Hill, 
Talk about the, the Bly Manor thing? Yeah, so... Yeah, The Haunting of Hill House is the original television series, and then the same, like, production crew and writer and shit, I think, made The Haunting of Bly Manor, which came out this week. And I loved Hill House. I thought it was excellent, excellent. Okay. Bly Manor was really good as well. I watched that. It was more of a... And they even addressed this in the last episode. It was more of a... Um, love story that was told in a haunted house setting. Ooh. So it was, it was definitely more focused on this, the relationship between the main character. and Like the, the ghost of girlfriend's characters. past, that kind of thing. It was kind of like the ghost girlfriend's past in so far as it was produced for either movie or television. Gotcha. Yeah. But in, in, in any other way, no, not like that. You had me at ghost of girlfriend's past. I know. I know I had you. So it was very good. Worth watching. Um, not as scary as Hill house. So I know a lot of people were turned off from, 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 Hill House because it was really scary. And it was. For a TV show, it was legitimately scary. Was it legitimately scary? Like or like where the every scene was like was it just jump scares or was there actual like scary like It was scary imagery, a few yeah. jump scares peppered in, but when but but to me jump scares aren't what makes I don't like jump scares because they I hate jump scares. But but to me, like what makes things scary is more about the imagery, the the effect, like the um kind of the, the general feel, right? Like the right. atmosphere, that kind of thing. And that's really where, um, that's really, really where uh, Hill House- um, Nails it. Yeah, really nails it. And, and Bly Manor is definitely similar in a feel, in a look and feel. Less scary imagery, but still some. Um, mm-hmm. And really good performances, really cool setting, shot in a really interesting style. Um, I definitely recommend it. Good. Not to you. I don't think you'd like it. No, I, 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 I knew that you weren't talking to me, so that's right, fine. Right, but it's just generally recommended. Um, also, I want to mention, so there's, um, this is a, this is the, the, the golden age of horror anthology TV shows. Oh. There have been like three that came out like this week or last week um, that are just, uh, there's just so much. So one that I watched, I watched the first episode of a show called Monsterland that's on Hulu, I believe. Okay. which was pretty good. Definitely worth checking out. Um, you know what else came out is, is there's, a, um, there's a series of movies slash long TV shows, depending on how you look at it, like long form TV, like 90 minute TV episodes or movies. They're, they're being mm-hmm. released as movies on Amazon Prime and they're Blumhouse produced movies that are the, the, the series quote unquote is called um, Tales from the Blumhouse. And they're basically like standalone horror movies that have that Blumhouse look and feel from like up and coming like directors and actors and writers and stuff. Okay. Um, and I watched two of the four. There's four of them that came out. They're separate. It, it, it has an anthology series feel, but they actually came out as separate like movies all at the same time. And I watched two of them and they were both pretty good. I mean, it's, it's, it's What's, that, like, what are they called? One of them is called black box. Um, and it's a story about a guy who gets in an accident and a doctor tries to um, impl- fix their memories and bring their memories back, but there's something actually more sinister going on. Um, and the other one is called The Lie, where um, a, a little girl accidentally murders her best friend and her parents do all this crazy shit to cover it up um, and end up, you know, something, you know, there's a twist and, and everything. But it's it's that classic, like, like kind of dark horror feel of all the classic Blumhouse movies like Us and Get Out. And, and it, mm-hmm. it has that very, very Blumhouse feel to them. But it's giving um, upcoming directors, I think of color uh, and, and actors and writers, like a chance to, to, to get like, you know, more notoriety. And it's, it's really cool. It's awesome. And I, oh, I, I, I recommend checking it out even, even Ooh, Lai for has Lie has, um, what's her face in there? Um, the girl. 
Yeah, what's her name? Joey Jamie said she's jo- yeah. Joey Jamie said King. she's been in a bunch of stuff too. She's been in a ton of stuff recently. Uh, she well, she was in a bunch of stuff. Um, she was like a child actor, so she was in a bunch of stuff for the last like ten years, from being from being like a kid to now being like an actual adult actress. And she was just in. Um, I think she just won an Emmy for um, a role that she did. Um, bringing up her IMDb now. She was in a show. Yeah, the act. I think she um won an Emmy for that. Oh, oh she was wow. nominated nominated for a Golden Globe. Still, I mean, nominated. for someone that yeah. young. Yeah. Um, and then she was in the Kissing Booth, and which was on Netflix. It was a huge summer movie that came out last year. Right, I remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. Uh, no, she's, she's good. She's she's good in it. I mean, the parents really steal the show. They're excellent. But um, no, it was definitely worth watching. So the final thing I want to say okay. is. I'm rewatching 30 Rock right now. And as, as you know, and Jamie doesn't know, 30 Rock is my favorite <laughs> show of all time. Jamie doesn't know that? Remember you did the quiz when she was on and she oh, didn't right, know. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, that, that quiz really, really caused a rift with us. I mean, we've been sleeping <laughs> in separate bedrooms since then. Yeah. Uh, so that's not true. So uh, I'm, watching, I'm rewatching 30 Rock, which as you know, I love. It's extremely mm-hmm. good and I love everything about it. I decided that my favorite episode of 30 Rock is what I consider to be the perfect half hour of comedy ever created. And it's the episode, The Bubble, where she's dating John Hamm and she tries to convince him that he's, he lives in this bubble because he's so handsome <laughs> and everyone gives him preferential treatment. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is the perfect, perfect episode of TV. First of all, there's nothing funnier to me than joking about how handsome a guy is. Like, I just think there's something about that that just makes it, that's just like so funny to me. Um, and so John Hamm is obviously perfect. You know, he's, hey, pay attention. What are you doing? I am, I am. You're not paying attention. What am I talking about? I'm, you're talking about John Hamm and how sexy he is. I'm yeah, that's up, true. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I'm looking up, I was looking up the, the, the lie and the shit that you were talking about. So. Yeah, we're done talking about that. We've moved on. Well, okay. Oh, sorry. Let me, let, me, let me eat a piece of pizza while you're at it. Hey, at least I followed along in the conversation while I was eating pizza. All right, go. All right, John Hamm. Perfect. He has, has just has as a hook good, hand. He, yeah, this is before, yeah, this is before his character gets the hook hand. But um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, you know, we talked about this. John Hamm has like just as good comedic chops as he does dramatic chops, right? I mean, he's just, right. he's like perfect. Um, and they make so many great jokes about him being so handsome. And they explain this concept of the bubble, which is such a real thing where like you get, you get special preferential treatment if you look, if you're like really, really good looking. Um, and then as soon as, as soon as he's like, I don't want to live in the bubble, you know, treat me like a normal person. He like starts to have these breakdowns and really like can't handle <laughs> being like treated like a normal person. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's so, so funny. And what um, made you come around on that one? Just, just nothing. I, it didn't come around. Like I've always liked it, but I decided now that I'm rewatching, like I got to that episode and I was just like, this is just like perfect. It's like 30 rock. It's like, it's like early third season. 30 rock is just hitting its stride. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's like maybe like in the middle of its stride. I think it probably hit its stride right at the beginning of the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then starts to dip a little bit around fourth late late fourth season but it's like right in the good part of third like really really like elevated part of 30 rock um it has great development there's like a b a b plot that has great development between kenneth and tracy and their friendship which is really funny um uh, jenna has a great c plot where she does that great gag about asking her like she gets all these people together as like her fan club quote unquote and she asks them like say words that define my beauty and it's just like they're just fucking brutal to her like it's, (laughs) it's really really funny the entire way through plus 
Alec Baldwin self-referential jokes about him being extremely handsome when he was young and using a, an actual picture of of him as like as like the character's picture of him when he was a kid. Oh, really? Like um, when he was, a, he, was, love. he was a handsome man. Or he is extremely handsome. handsome. Yeah, I think he's a handsome guy for an old dude too. He yeah, he still is for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. So anyways, Thirty Rock. If you're if you're ever in that situation where you're like you want to. You know how when you want to like introduce someone to a show and you really want to show them like the best one to really get them into it? Mm-hmm. If, if you, I know you won't ever be in that situation because everyone you know probably already likes 30 Rock, but um, if someone is ever in that situation, show them that episode, that's going to immediately, immediately sell them on. I mean, John Hamm alone. It's how, I, just, it's, it's how I feel about season three, episode 11 of According to Jim when they are doing... <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, what it was, it's 311 that's the yeah. chillest episode yeah. too <laughs> thanksgiving episode where cheryl gets stuck on the roof and he has to cook thanksgiving dinner himself <laughs> it's just it's just a, it, you're, you're not a real fan unless you watch that is episode. that a real episode yeah that was one of the episodes i watched this week <laughs> how do you ignore your wife on the roof and just go, go so no that's cooking. not that's like the first like five minutes of the of the of the, sh- of the show of the episode she gets stuck on the roof and no one, and like no one notices it and she like has to get herself back in um and then she's like i'm not cooking thanksgiving i'm always the one cooking no one else does anything but Blah, blah, blah. so jim organizes this like this coup where he's going to because she's because cheryl's such a control freak that she, he'll tell her okay honey you go upstairs i'll cook thanksgiving dinner or like me and like your brother and your sister will cook um and they're like we don't know how to cook blah, blah, blah. and they're like don't worry she's such a control freak that she won't she'll come down here and fight in an hour and she'll demand that we that she does all the work and then you know hilarity ensues where he thinks that she's going to take over so he takes the kids and the brother and the sister to the park and then be coming back and it's like an hour before dinner and nothing's cooked because she just stayed upstairs the whole time. And then they have to like race around and find a way to, to, to make food. It's hilarious. You um, really have been watching a lot of this show. Yeah, like, I've done pretty much nothing besides according to Jim and, uh, and put up decorations. So Wow. Yeah. You're living the suburb life. <laughs> You're living the 1980s suburb life. Hey, first I guess of that's, all. It's probably a late 90s show, right? Uh, no, I think it's an early 2000s. I think oh, it wow. ran from like 2000 to like 2008 probably. Yeah. I'll look it up right now. That's okay. You don't have to look it up. I, no, want you pay, I need you on top of your game. I want you paying attention. According to Jim. According to Jim Ram from 2001 to 2009. Wow, I, was, I was right on. Yeah, um, you crushed that shit. You were you an according to Jim super fan. Why was according to Jim canceled? Uh, <laughs> 182 episodes. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, what that's I would a lot do of for, episodes. You know what I would do for 182 episodes of royalties that, that Jim Belushi must be getting? Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I would do I would do You would like you would like never right. have to like that's the way to go. If you're gonna make it in Hollywood and like where you don't have to work a lot, just get on one hit TV show and then you collect the royalties for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, it's a good Which idea. I, Let's do it. Yeah, I mean what are we waiting for? Yeah, the sitcom, the on the net I go back sitcom <laughs> starring you and me as Adam and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'll play the wife. <laughs> but Kevin, oh good. Good. Um, okay. Okay. Good. Good chit chat. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to go ahead and bring Adam in, and then uh, we can hear. Ah, shout out! Shout out! Shout out! We can hear a little bit about what he's been watching, and then dive want to into talk our about our topic. Want to topic about- du jour, uh, which is going to be a very scoop pooky, very spooky a scoop topic. A scoop it's going to be a scoop pooky topic. <laughs> it's going to be a spooky topic uh, that I'm going to uh, big market tease Whoa. right now, and we'll get into it after uh, we bring Adam in. Um, so without further ado, here's Adam, Adam, welcome Adam, what a shout out, Adam, AKA shout out, AKA our our biggest fan, 
we are thrilled to have you back. You were on one of the first episodes that we recorded where we talked about The Office, yep. which we recorded That's right true. there at your house, where, mm-hmm. you're, where you are right now, but a different room. Gesturing around. Yep, exactly. A, a different room, um, a less haunted room than the room that you're in right now. That's some would say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thrilled to have you here. We are excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. And I consider you, even though you told me last night that this is explicitly not true, I consider you to be an, ex- an expert in what we're going to talk about. And you, yeah, kind you of, better be. Like so an encyclopedic not, knowledge. So... Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had like a weird revelation about time when I was looking up stuff for this last night. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean that we all need yeah. to have epiphanies like that. So, um, okay. But before we dive in, uh higgins and i just talked about what we've been watching which is a collection of extremely good tv shows and movies uh with some hot takes you know hot but like polite takes worked in sure sure adam what have you been watching uh right now me and, and the wife just started rewatching uh letter kenny oh so i know i know your wife as a canadian has a complicated relationship with that show that's the canadian according to jim Oh, some have said that. (laughs) Adam won't get that. Adam has no idea that we've been talking about according to Jim for like the whole (laughs) first part of the episode. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, because I know that she's like tweeted about it or maybe maybe I've talked to her about it. I don't know. But like, I know that she has. We we got real deep into it when, like in the beginning of the winter, when it was all on Hulu for like the first time. Right. Yeah. That's when Uh, I I got into it too. So then just like, we watched it all then. And then just recently, Bear's like, I think we should watch it again. It's been good. It, it's good. So Higgins, for the for the Higgins is at home. I have I have watched <laughs> Letter Kenny, okay? Have you? Yes. No, I so not to get all uh, <laughs> uh I watched it like eight or nine years ago. Like I watched like, it. Was it was just like a YouTube thing? Yeah. Um so I have not seen it since it's probably grown into like a multi seasoned thing but like, oh, yeah, it's like so you liked it before it was cool I, yeah. I, you know i don't want to get all hipster wow on. that is that is cool okay so i didn't realize we were i didn't realize that we were i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> is what i'll say uh okay so letter kenny how is it doing upon rewatch uh i think better than the first time around because okay how like, so because like the first time around you kind of bombarded with because it's just like you know non-stop wordplay and a lot of it like is like too long. their own sayings and yeah. even like Canadianisms that we might not understand. And it's even like further, like made more complex than that. And, and then like, like everything just becomes like a callback on top of a callback, like further down the road. Actually like, in that way, I can definitely see how it would be better watching it again. Cause you already yeah, have that like, foundation. The first time was just kind of like nonsense for a while until like you crack like the accent and just kind of what they're talking about. Right. But like, there's a lot more just like, you know, like look around and like look at everyone else's reactions while these people are just spouting off weird hockey <laughs> lingo for like 10 minutes. It's a, it's such an interesting show because it is, um, it's, it's just, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's just has a weird feel to it throughout the show. And as far as like, there's not necessarily a, a central plot or anything that ties the seasons together. It's, it's just kind of like, it's, it's always Sonny-esque in that they're just kind of doing what they're doing and they're weird about it, but they're consistently yeah. weird about it. So, and it's cool. Because it always I seems have, like individual like skits. Like they, they kind of like it create. does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's like the farm stand skit. Here's the, the meth head skit. Here's so the I, have, skit. I feel like I compare Leonard Kenny to, and, I, and I'm probably way off on this again because I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah, that's way off. Like I put Trailer, trailer <laughs> Park Boys and Leonard Kenny in the same type of um like the, the shows are kind of the same i don't think that's way off i think I, that's I, accurate we're like they're both kind of like you said they're kind of just like 
like skit oriented like there's no real plot line there's just kind of like you can kind of pick like you have to know the inside you have to know the characters like the inside jokes to like get it to to laugh i guess or to like it but like you can probably pick it up mid-season of any season and still kind of get what's going on type of thing i completely agree adam it seems like you don't necessarily no, no, no. When that's the way he ended up, I liked. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. So it is, it is very much like. So a, I mean, if you look at it at surface level, it is this like weird pocket of this, this like Canadian subculture that's obviously reflective of like reality in 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 some parts or like specific parts of Canada. So it has similarities there, and it's also like based around a community where yeah. the people who are your allies at one point might be the people that you're fighting against at the other point, but at the end of the day, you're all like kind of there in the community and, and like kind of all have this, the, the, the best interest of like either the trailer park or the town or, or whatever. Like there is that feeling of, of community that's there. And from a comedic standpoint, what Higgins was saying, I absolutely agree. It's, you can pick it up and, and, and think it's funny, or you can watch it and start to see the, the, the recurring jokes and really get something yeah something even more out of it because so. like brando always calls it like it's just like absurdly sincere because it's like mm. they're all like very like with it like politically and just not but like not in your face because like did you remember that episode where um jay baruchel was playing like an alt-right dude? yeah yep and he like came to town to try to like pick a fight because they were changing their chief's lo- uh yeah name from the soccer team because yeah. everyone in town just like didn't care they're like oh yeah <laughs> they should change it then like so jay baruchel's just trying to like rile everybody up against like the left and stuff and nobody gives yeah. a shit. Yeah. No, that is, that's a good way. Of, that's a good way of putting it. Um, Which I guess like a bunch of alt-right dudes got pissed at that episode. Yeah, it sounds right. They, <laughs> thought, they thought the show like represented them. And it did. Just like way, just like a good old boy <laughs> farm guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's funny. So is that still on Hulu now? Yeah. Still on Hulu. Um, it's like nine seasons. Nine Letter- seasons. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. There's a ton. There, of there was, it's only like seven episodes. Yeah. It's short. Seasons. It's, it's, it's short. The, the, that's one where it's like, I don't necessarily recommend that as a show that I think everyone would like, but I think yeah. the people yeah. who would like it would fucking love it. Like, is there any notable stars that have come from Letterkenny that are now kind of someplace else, or is it all like the same, like just Canadian actors type of thing? Like somebody from the show who's like moved on to like do more right. Like, it? would anybody recognize anybody like mainstream if they were to just go back and start watching Letterkenny from the early episodes? I don't think so. Uh, no, I think they're all pretty. They're all pretty self. They're all, it's like, all, I think all like the, like the main guy had like a small acting career, but I don't think did anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, uh, there's that show Winona Earp. One of the <laughs> one of the women like is the lead on that. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I've never watched. I've heard of that, but I haven't watched it. But um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's got. It's just like it's 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 got like Letterkenny isms that I think will always be in like always be something I think about. Like the way that he starts the episodes is like you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Like that is like ingrained into my head. And it's something that I wish I could say that the way that he said that. And I try <laughs> constantly, like you just heard. And I, and it always falls flat because that is such a, that's such a letter Kenny thing. That's such a him thing. And he's mm-hmm. just that's like an absurd, like physical comedian about stuff too. Just like the way he moves is so specific and like scripted out. It really is. And by the way, for those of you who listen to the podcast, you'll know how much I personally appreciate physical comedy. I would True. say he does it up there with the greats, like uh, the dude that plays Mac on uh, on Always Sunny, and oh, yeah. my recent obsession, Mindy Kaling, who I think is like the funniest mm. person I've ever seen. Um, but we can get into that later. I'm a, I'm like I'm addicted to the Mindy Project. Um, Ooh, but okay, I, have, so, I actually have a Letterkenny bridge to what we're talking about too. Okay, yes, yeah, take me there. 
Uh, so we just uh, watched an episode with the Mennonites, who are Anita Dick and I forget the guy's name, Andy Dick or something. Not Andy. Oh Dick. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But so the the husband is played by J Rock from uh, Trailer Park Boys, uh, <laughs> yep. with the white rapper. Yeah. And the wife is uh, Rick's wife from The Walking Dead. Oh Lori. yeah, that's right. Lori that's Grimes. right. And yeah, that is what we are going to talk about. Anita Dick. <laughs> that is a. That's an incredible segment. That is a big market segment. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we, we, we need extreme. to stop right now. Humbling. I am humbled. Um, we, can't go, we can't go anyplace with this except for that. Yeah, no, this is it. This would be peaked. Of course, Adam comes in for five seconds and we peak. It always happens when I see Adam. I just peak, peak. all over the place. He's always peaking. He's peaking. I'm peaking. You, at that point, you don't even know who's peaking anymore. Yeah, the screen's too foggy to tell. <laughs> um, good. Okay, great. So we are going to talk about The Walking Dead. So let me... Let me let me ramble on for a bit, if you Adam, would, if, before we start. Adam, is that is that a rum drink or is that a, a, a drink drink? Uh, it's a, what, what do we mean by a drink drink? Like a like an, I guess a non. See, when you non say a drink drink, 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 I think a non, I think a, non, a rum drink. Yeah. A non rum drink. There there's a good bit of rum in it. He knows what's happening. He knows you've got to have a little bit of a a little lubricant if you're going to come in and 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 you know get tag teamed by the boys. There needs to be yeah, a little. Need to open the door a crack first, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Walking Dead. What is it about the Walking Dead that keeps America coming back? That is the question. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. That is the question that we are here to answer. Um, the Walking Dead right now is there are. The Walking Dead is like is like has reached Law and Order levels of of um, being on TV. There is there are three Walking Dead series on right now, which yeah. is which is mind blowing to think about. So we have still the original Walking Dead, which has been on for what ten years plus. I mean, yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, the season the the new season of Fear the Walking Dead, which was the spinoff that came out like four or five seasons ago, is back now, which mm-hmm. has basically just become the Morgan Show, which is totally okay by me. We can talk Morgan. Um, and then the new one, Walking Dead Beyond, I think is what it's called. The World Beyond. Yeah. The war, World Beyond, thank you. Yeah, yeah, And that's like set in the future, like some, some undisclosed amount of years in the future. And it's about society legitimately trying to rebuild and legitimate like governmental type yeah, it's, organizations. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, mar- it's the plot is it's the first generation of kids who were born into the you know into the the, the whatever exactly the and that's really that's really interesting and the yeah, way that yeah. they, at least in the first season or the first episode they've really like kind of positioned that as something that could be really but is it is it really based because i thought they were thought they said they're going to have i thought they said that, that the world beyond is going to have characters sprinkled in from the walking dead it will be but that's a, what you're describing I mean, that's a spinoff right i mean what you're describing no no yeah but i didn't know i didn't know it, i didn't know it was set into the future because like the walking, like the, the walking is dead, dead. Is the walking dead is now in the future like it's, the it's, dead is- it is explicitly it's explicitly like like implied okay that it's like five to seven years after where the current walking dead is where where the original Walking Dead is. So it's it's in the future of the of the future, right? Because when you think of Walking Dead, like Walking Dead happens over the course of like I don't know, 10, 12 years, right? Not I think, even talking I about think the show, they said like, this season, season 10 is 15 years. Right, because they have that five year gap point. before yeah. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like some, it's like, it's like five or so years after where it is today. Okay. So it is. So they're, they're like 20 years into. Yeah. The, and it, it, it centers on the, this, this, this group, the Commonwealth who are the group that has the helicopters and the one that picked up Rick. Right. right. So the, the idea is that Rick will come back at some point um, in that. Well, Rick's, Rick's supposed to be getting his own. So the, I mean, we, we're getting way ahead of it, but like Rick's well, supposed I mean, to be we're, getting, we're in it. Yeah. Rick's supposed to be getting his own movie. movies. Yeah. They said, there's but I guess they're, movies. but I guess they're saying that's not going to happen now. I think so. I think that's not going to happen. I think they're going to work him back in, in, in world beyond because it, the, the setup is perfect. What I think is going to happen. I think it'd be so cool. So, um, so, okay. So first of all, preface, this conversation is going to have spoilers for anything that's been on walking dead. And I'm telling that yes. not only to our audience, but to you Higgins as well, because I will talk about fear of the walking dead. That's uh, fine. I don't know if I'll ever pick that up, but, but, I, but I, I'm, I'm okay with the spoilers. So um, Rick, who is the, the main character of, of most of the walking dead is near death and he's about to die and he gets picked up by this mysterious helicopter that has this insignia on it. And it turns out that 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 is that they're like a main player in this new spinoff, right? So I think it'd be really cool if he was like, what what they're trying to do is they're trying to kind of like restart society, repopulate the world, but they want to do it in their, the implication is they want to do it like in their image, right? They want to, they want to start making societies, but it's all kind of governed by this Commonwealth government, right? So there's definitely something like kind of fishy and suspicious going on. Um, I think it'd be cool if they picked him up because one of the things they do is like pick up like natural leaders, people who are like natural born leaders to try to like implant them as like leaders of the civilizations they're trying to start. And that he comes back as like, he's been doing, he's been like going from civilization to civilization to, 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 to like start their government for like five, you know, five years. I, I think there's like some really cool things they can do mm-hmm. with, with him. What has he been doing in this time? Right. Is he and- affiliated with them? Is he anti them? You know, they, they obviously will, will like nurse him back to life because he was about to die. So right. he's going to feel some sort of obligation to them. Um, what direction? But it's also, it, this, it's going to tie everything together because the season finale of, of season 10 of the right, the main story ends with Eugene and um, uh, who I think uh, the King, um, Ezekiel getting picked up by that same helicopter company. Right. And by the way, helicopter community. And by the way, the Commonwealth has been introduced in Fear of the Walking Dead as well. So it really is the central thread between all three of the okay. all three of the spin-offs. Um, so interesting stuff. I think Fear of the Walking Dead has been largely hit or miss. Um, I think it's pretty good. So they introduced Morgan, they wrote him off of Morgan. Because he was they, in the original series, right? Right, yeah. And they I wrote just him like off the way the he says series. it. Yeah, so I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it a month. I know you are. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. You got to participate in some way. Uh, <laughs> I'm the backbone of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the backbone, and we have scoliosis. Um, <laughs> uh, so they write Morgan off. They write him into Fear the Walking Dead, probably because Walking Dead, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, kills off characters at a, at an even more furious pace than Walking Dead did. Um, so they really need to. Uh, they needed to have like some sort of injection of like a, of a character that was popular in the, in the general walking dead crowd and someone who could stay alive and stay consistent um, in fear the walking dead. So they introduced Morgan, the most recent um, uh, uh, first episode of the most recent season is like all Morgan, which is great. And it's really interesting. I love Morgan. So it works for me. Are they like season five of that one. Yeah. It's like season five or season. Now is that, is that adjacent to the season that's happening now? The main story or is that also set in the future? That is set, Fear the Walking Dead is set at the same time as The okay. Walking Dead. And that is, you can tell because Morgan is, the, is a character in both of them. 
and he leaves Walking Dead and just immediately gets on Fear the Walking Dead. So, um, so right. So it's 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 pretty good. But so let's get back to my question, and this is what I hope we can really answer here: is why does America love The Walking Dead for a show that people always say, "Oh, around season two when they go to the farm." it gets kind of boring, right? Because that's where it starts to transition from a show is about- Is that what they say, really? Yeah, that's what, another oh, yeah. general consensus is that season two is when it starts to go downhill and that it consistently goes downhill after that. So a, a show that has, that has been on for 10 seasons has spawned two spinoffs plus more. We know there's going to be more. People claim that it's only good for one season. That doesn't add see, up to me. I don't, I don't see it that way. I see it season two is just like a really bad spot in the middle of it. And you think that it? You think that it? It, it continues like the rest, to grow quality it, after. It got, yeah, it got better after that. When it, when I you think, get the I governor season, and you get yeah, yeah. season four Egan. and season five were really really good. Yeah. So okay. So that's a good. So that's a fair take. I think that's a that's a very fair take, and I think that's definitely right. Um, but if you think about it in a bubble, right? That like something that why did a show that got bad in season two even get to continue to be made if, if everyone really didn't like like that, right? And and mm-hmm. it's so. Do you know, go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying, do you know when the Talking Dead started? No, it's it was, it was on Hartwick. It was yeah. on for a while. I mean, they, it, that this started like pretty early. I that's think. been a companion. How much like for, influence yeah. that had on just like it could have been. Like, well, do you think there's an oversat? Like, do you think it's an oversaturation? Could be the reason people think it's not good anymore. Like that because there's the fear of the Walking Dead and the Talking Dead, and like if you look at Comic Con throughout the the years, the most popular, you know, whatever window or booth or like exhibit <laughs> whatever they call them at comic-con is always the walking dead comic right well that's the thing that's what's so interesting is that is that is that people america loves the walking dead but mm-hmm. they have been losing like people have said it's been it's been kind of dipping in quality consistently throughout the show and and it's been losing viewers like it doesn't have the same number of like the most recent so, finale yeah. or the most recent well, uh because it definitely seems like people just get like burned out on zombies too. i think so too and i think it is there is a, there has been like a post-apocalyptic slash zombie especially um, like when saturation yeah right. since it started exactly and i think well, that's right look, so look at right now i'm looking at i have the numbers in front of me season it peaked in season five at, with an average uh average viewing of average uh of 14.38 million viewers per episode in season five that, that the, was the, that must have been right when negan was introduced yeah so that was the highest it's ever been yeah um and this past episode or actually season 10 hasn't even charted yet because i think probably because of covid um but season nine the average million the average viewers were 4.95 so it dropped almost a third yeah. almost two-thirds in yeah. viewers yeah so that's that's a crazy drop off for a show that's 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 popular enough to spawn law and order style spinoffs. I mean, there, there are so, there's so much of the show and it's not going anywhere and people love it, but it's a show that for all intents and purposes should have never been as popular no. as it was. And that's what's and was so like, interesting to be about. And I still watch it too. Right. No, like I do too. Video games too. Yeah. The, oh yeah. Have, the Telltale games. Bit, Those are I have super a little popular. bit of a theory in my, like behind why I think the ratings have dropped. And I think it has to do a lot with streaming. Yeah. Because yeah. the first, if you look at it, the first couple of seasons, you know, we're talking 2011, 2012, 2013. Most the streaming streaming wasn't what it is now. Oh, definitely uh, not. So, I think now people are more content to wait until a whole series is either out on Netflix or out, you know, on Hulu. So maybe they're not watching week to week because people are so over having to wait that they're waiting until. I would love to see the numbers 
on of of what the viewers are on Netflix because I bet the viewing on Netflix are are significantly higher. Well, than yeah, I agree. But people that are, that are watching at the time. But then to that point, streaming should have only helped it. Like to me, streaming yeah. the fact that the back the back seasons were on Netflix is probably why it's been able to maintain its popularity for. No, some. that's what I'm saying. It's, what I'm saying is that the viewers are down because this is this is the people who are just watching it on, on AMC. Right. So the viewers, I think, are down on AMC because oh, they're, they're, they're waiting. Yeah, but, they're waiting until it's available on Netflix to stream it on Netflix. Okay. Okay. Because you got you got cord okay, cutting. Yeah, People yeah. have cut cords now, so not not everybody has cable anymore. Um, I think there's. I think that plays a huge because you just don't drop because I don't think the quality has dropped that bad from season five to season nine where you're going to lose two thirds of your viewers. I think the quality is exactly the same. I think yes. at this point it's just like it's it's fatigue. That could be true. It's too. a long stretch there's a lot of it and it's a lot of the same thing right yeah so so the interesting so i asked jamie who's a huge walking dead fan she she and i we we watch consistently all the time and i asked her we were we were like on a walk today and i was like i was just kind of thinking through it and i was like why why do you continue watching the walking dead and she gave me some of the typical answers like it's habit and at this point you're attached to the characters even though there's been so much turnover like and and this was like kind of the the kind of vibe, like you, you like watching that type of show and everyone loves post-apocalyptic stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons why people would keep, would keep watching it. Um, but it was interesting to note that she said she thinks it got really a lot better in quality when the whisperers were introduced, because what the whisperers did was, was reintroduce the zombies as something that was a potential threat, right? So, so for most of the, sh- of the series, they get better and better at dealing with the zombies and they, they, they dispatch bigger and bigger groups of the zombies and they become mm-hmm. less and less of a threat and it becomes more and more about humans fighting humans, right? And, and I think that's obviously a huge theme of the show is like, is, is like people, good or bad, um, and, and like the concept of working together, all things equal and trying to rebuild a society after it, after it collapsed, right? That's what, the, that's what it's about, I'd say. And the zombies become less and less of a factor. And then the whispers come in and reintroduce the zombies as a factor because you never know now if it's going to be a zombie or a human that's trying to stab you. And that the, the zombies become scary again. And that led to, for her, an increase in her level of interest. So I think it's, it's an idea of, do you like, do you like it as a post-apocalyptic killing zombies and, 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 and hiding from zombies and stuff, or do you like it as like a human versus human kind of socio-political type of thing, which is really what kind of the backbone of the show is. And, and that, that was interesting to me as well as to why it's, it's A, still popular, and B, you know, even though it doesn't have the viewers, it's still like people are still tuning in and still, and still watching it because they found a way to kind of keep it fresh. Well, it's the same thing with kind of like Game of Thrones. It's just like, you know, an outlandish situation was the same kind of interpersonal politics that just yeah. want, people want to watch. Exactly, right. yeah. I agree. That's why I like it. It's just the West Wing with zombies. Like. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's soap opera with zombies. Like that's yeah. the, yeah. like at the heart of everything, people want to see that stuff. Yeah. Like there's only Human so much, stories. yeah, there's only so much driving a stake through a zombie's face that you can take before you're like, okay, I need some substance here. And the substance is what keep, what I think what kept and what still continues to keep The Walking Dead popular is that, well, you know- Well, it sounds like the both. It, it's both, right? It's having both of those things. It's- Right. Well, I think you also can't, you also can't um, um, write off the fact that like Rick leaving in season eight or season seven, whenever he left, also coincides with a huge drop of-, of Totally. Yeah. So maybe people are just like, okay, well, he's not coming back. There's, we, we're, we're everyone's smart- 
quote unquote to the to what behind the scenes stuff happens. So they all know that like Michonne wasn't coming back. They all know that Rick wasn't coming. The actors weren't coming back. So they knew that. Why am I continuing to watch when I'm only watching to see if Rick's coming back? Now I know he's not. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop altogether. Yeah. See, that's interesting because that that implies that Andrew Lincoln gives such an incredible performance that that's why people were tuning in. And I don't necessarily, I think his last season or I'll put it this way. Since Negan was introduced, I did not like Rick. And I think it was because I don't know if it was just because of, of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's performance as Negan or if, like this Rick's character just took a back seat to, to Negan that yeah. like, I just, I was not, I wasn't miss. I'll put it this way. I have not missed Rick Grimes as much as I thought it would. Oh, I like yeah. the development of what the characters that they have, um, I was more upset with the ending of season yeah, uh, when they killed off like that whole wave of people they killed off um, with the whisk from the whispers. Um, they killed off. Um, what was her name? You know, you know, that, that scene where they stick on the hill, yeah, they killed yeah. off like nine main characters. And like yeah. that, that, I was more upset about that than I was about Rick leaving. Yeah. And that kind of speaks to either why the show is, is good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But like, you don't have, you can't get attached to characters because you don't have time to get attached to characters. You know, right. besides the few that are still, they're still there. You have Daryl, you have Carol, you have. Yeah. And they're, and they're not going away because they're, they're getting their own show. They get their own spinoff. Right. Exactly. But so I like, wonder, you know, which is also, it also takes away from the fact that like the will they, won't they, because you know, they're not because they're getting their own show. So like, you know, you they're like, will they, won't they die? Right. So like, not will they, won't they hook up? No, I think they're definitely gonna hook up. Um, they're not gonna. Are you kidding me? They're not gonna hook up. It's like a mother. It's like a mother son relationship. They're like the same age. <laughs> now they are. Um, <laughs> like it's implied through when the relationship ends between Ezekiel and Carol that it's because she has feelings for Daryl. Uh, that is not implied. It's a hundred percent implied. You can't have a relationship where your names rhyme. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Think about how confusing that would be. Yeah. It's like whose tax right. return is this? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Imagine they're still paying taxes in the <laughs> Well, just gotta be safe. That's something that fucking Goody Two Shoes Boy Scout Rick would do. He probably still paid taxes to the day he died. Uh, Metallo probably still pays taxes in a zombie apocalypse. I don't think Metallo pays taxes. I mean, we can we can address this in a different issue. Or a different yeah, episode, we should have another but, um, episode where we just talk about Metallo's taxes and who the fuck stole my identity and tried to get unemployment from. Uh, oh yeah, we didn't talk yeah. about that in our chit chat. Uh, no, can, we did. Can we can we just take a quick break from Walking Dead so you can explain what happened? Um, yeah, sure. I got a letter in the mail. What's today? Saturday, Thursday or Friday from the unemployment department of labor and unemployment, whatever the fuck mass office that is saying that my, my request for unemployment was, was confirmed and accepted and, and like, here's a packet of like all this, all this stuff. So I immediately thought, cause I was on vacation this week. I thought well, I got fired. I literally thought that I got fired while that's, I was on vacation. So terrifying. <laughs> so I called the first thing I did was call FedEx. I'm like, do I still have a job? And they're like, yeah, of course. You, what are you talking about? Um, and I guess we couldn't do it without you. <laughs> yeah. And I guess from what they told me at work is that it happened to a couple guys at work too this week that people had gotten letters. So someone applied for unemployment like on, on your behalf. On my behalf, which yeah. is, I don't understand because one- And they did it to your address. Right, they so, did it to my address and they have to get it, they have to get approved through my employer to get, like don't they have to get all that stuff approved? Maybe they're, maybe it's like a volume game and they're hoping that some employers just push that shit through automatically, especially big ones like a FedEx. Did the other like, like coworkers have the exact same thing happen? 
Yeah, I didn't talk to them. I just talked to like I told my ass my I told my boss what was going on, and they're like, yeah, just bring in whatever paperwork you got, and we're gonna send it through to our security department because it's happened to a couple of guys here this week. I so bet that might, is a numbers game thing. I it bet might it's be like, a breach. It, might be, it could be a breach in FedEx too. Like they could have someone could have hacked into some sort of system in FedEx and gotten people's information that way. Look for employees that were that had bad performance reviews. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so okay. So from anxiety and would think immediately that they got fired. So FedEx uh, is gonna reject that, and they are yeah. not gonna. Collect unemployment on your behalf. Right. I mean, I imagine that's what I but, hope. But everything I, so because of COVID, I couldn't get through to anybody. So I had to do everything. I tried calling. I couldn't get through. I had to get, I had to do like the email and like automated stuff. Um, so I, 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 I filled out like a, a, a waiver or whatever, a claim that like I, someone had sold my identity on the mass.gov website. And they're like, Oh, well, well, you'll hear from us. If you need anything from you, you'll hear from us. maybe. <laughs> yeah. And like, in the meantime, call the police. If you feel like your identity has been stolen. It's like, well, I don't know. Has it been stolen? Like you tell me. <laughs> do like, you feel, how do you feel? Do you feel <laughs> like someone is walking around with your identity? I mean, kind of, I felt, <laughs> felt really off today. Yeah, um, that's fair. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Like on credit cards? No, I've no, I've nothing. No, I've checked my, my check, my credit score. It's all looks the same. Um, I get notifications like through my bank and everything, like if anything ever comes up. So I haven't gotten any of those yet. So, I mean, I think, I think it's all right, but plus what can they get? I don't, I don't understand how it could even work. Like what could they get from me personally by filing unemployment on my behalf? No, well, what would happen is what they're, I, I'm almost positive that they're doing it banking that, that a company like FedEx that's going that, that like at right now, when there's probably a lot of, of, of layoffs and stuff, or maybe, I don't know if there is a FedEx specifically, but like a, lot of, are, yeah. a lot of companies are doing layoffs, right? Especially big companies. So the logic would dictate that you might be able to get an unemployment claim through if they're just, if they're just kind of universally just accepting them and, mm-hmm. right? And then you can get unemployment through direct deposit. I know that yeah, it's been unemployment like four times. <laughs> so you could set up a direct deposit into a bank account that isn't the person right, who's no, collecting the unemployment, yeah, right? So sense. I bet it works. I bet that's, and I mean- I don't know. Maybe like a just... bunch of like guys who all work in the same area. You could easily like, you know, go to mailboxes and get the things out of the mailbox. Well, that's what that, to... that's what I was nervous about too. Is like, is someone going to try to get like intercept my mail to get like whatever, like, was I supposed to get this or was someone supposed to intercept this? Like, I don't, you I should don't... set up a rocking chair on your front porch and get a shotgun. <laughs> like Gran Torino style. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Or maybe ship all your mail through FedEx. Yeah. I mean, that would cost me a th- literally a million dollars, but sure. Like, um, yeah. Potential. Sure. That's, that's always, a, that's always. All right. Like, so you're living through your own walking dead right now. Is what we're yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So, okay. So back. So great story. I hope Thank that your identity you. doesn't get stolen. Yeah, me, me too. Wait, prove to me yeah. right now that you're Higgins. <laughs> it's like the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember when I, when I fell in my chair last week. Oh yeah. The, How's that chair only- going? It's still still good. So, well, wow, do a little more. Put a little more pressure. On. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, we're saying the only only the real Higgins would know about that. So, well, only only the real Higgins. Are tens of listeners. The, the tens, tens, of- tens, the tensive listeners. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So you're Higgins, I think. <laughs> yes. And I think we continue. Okay, Walking Dead. Adam, you said you've watched some. You've read some of the comics. Tell tell us about your relationship with the Walking Dead. Well, because I was looking at it, I realized like I was kind of, I stopped watching it and reading it at the same time, which is like kind of the exact middle of both the comic book story arc and the television season. Right. So it's like they're in Alexandria in both places. Okay. Okay. And you just like kind of lost interest. Well, because I was looking at, I realized it was uh, when I started taking antidepressants, I stopped watching it. 
So I don't know if those interesting. are interesting. All. Interesting. Okay, so make like, what's the connection like, there? What do you think the connection there is? I don't know. Is? It's just like yeah. the exact same year. Because then I, it was like the same year I moved out of Newport. So I might have been just like in the shuffle of like moving to back to Canada, then back and then out to California that got kind of lost. Right. So the idea is that like you like shows like The Walking Dead if you are like depressed. And once you stop <laughs> yes. being depressed, then you don't like that stuff. All right. That is the only way anybody can like that's, that show. <laughs> I mean, so that's why I keep watching. <laughs> But um, yeah, okay, so that's... But up, up until that point, I really enjoyed both. What's keeping you from going back and watching it now? Uh, nothing. You just I don't just want to. Done it. <laughs> it's yeah, just, okay. Yeah. It's, like, it's on a list of, you know, it's sitting in my like, Netflix queue. If there was a Walking Dead movie, would you watch that? Uh, probably, they'd probably get me starting to like, watch the show again. Yeah, yeah. Something like... Because like, I, fo- I followed like, the plot of it for some reason. So like, I know the plot of both comic book and... TV show, more or less, right? Because it does differ a little bit. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the broad strokes are the same, but like people who die are different and stuff yeah. Like doesn't that. Carl like, isn't Carl still alive in the comics and like he he got killed off? Well, and like and like yeah, and like Carol died in like the second like story arc in the comic books. Yeah, yeah. They, of, like, re- they they replace a lot of characters with the arcs that they they represent. Yeah, and then some some stuff that they did kind of early on in the comic books that took place in like the prison got moved up to that season when they were like going towards. Uh, Terminus? Is that the one with the candles? Yeah. 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 Like, kind of, there's kind of like some, like, you know, one shot episodes, just like Carol and somebody else, like, going through a house or something. Like, those yeah. kind of happened, like, in like, the prison season of the comics and the like, shuffled around and stuff like right, that. Right, right. So they take elements and storylines, but they don't necessarily do them in the same order, which I think I is. Think a lot, is cool. I think a lot of comics do that when it comes yeah, to. Yeah, a lot of, like, adaptations. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Okay. So cool. So um, let's go around the horn. Higgins, favorite all time Walking Dead character character yes it's 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 a tie between uh daryl or judith i really judith? like I, I really like season. because you have a young daughter no, no, no. Yeah, i think she's okay. I, well no it's not just reason i think i just like she's like a she's you know she's born into this so she like all, this is all she knows she's like a little badass plus she also has like that sympathetic part of like being like of seeing people for who they like she's the reason negan cha- i think she's the reason negan turns quote unquote yeah to, i think so too into a, into a, a good guy because he talks to her so much and he she instills a lot of like she brings back Humanity. a lot of good qualities that he yep. that he lacked yep being in this world um plus i think she's like she's the voice of reason now that rick's gone even amongst the adults yeah, yeah. wow that's a that's a really good that's a really good point. Plus, it's so cool to see that she's like, she's got a little bit of like both her parents, right? She uses right. the sword and she has the hat. So she's like kind of the, she's like both, like the like the, the combination of both of them. Right. Really um, cool. Yeah. And then obviously Daryl, I think Daryl should be everyone on everyone's list for favorite characters. But um, there's, I mean. I don't know. Liking Daryl is like saying your favorite Disney character is Mickey Mouse. I don't know if that's like. He was just kind of very consistent through everything. Yeah, like season one, Daryl to like season ten, Daryl. Like obviously he's the same. But like, well, I mean, no, I think he's season, got a dog now. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> dog. Um, <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. Um, no, I yeah, I, I don't know. I think Daryl. Like, I would stop watching the show. I think if Daryl got killed off or left, in my opinion. Interesting. And that, and there's not many other characters that I would do that for, if any. I think now that. Um, so I think Daryl is like he's the I think he's like the the backbone of the show. 
He's definitely the face of the show. You're being on backbones. Oh, yeah. Are you are you hurting from so I, you know, I fell. last week? I've been doing a lot of chiro- I've been watching a lot of chiropractic videos online. Shout out to uh, Dr. Brent Brinder and um, Dr. Dr. Joseph Cipriano on on YouTube. Wait, um, wait, wait! Really? You're actually watching this stuff? Yeah, they, I get it's like an ASMR thing for me. I get really I get soothed watching people get their backs cracked. So. Like that is bizarre. Head back and forth, like snapping the bones. Yeah, like just the, the noises that it makes, and like the the, the the you can see like the instant like relief in people when they. That get, is like a whole internet subculture that I had no idea existed. That's so weird. Oh, it's it, the 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 back cracking ASMR is like a giant subculture. That's so weird. That is bizarre. Yeah. It's not it's that weird. Like fucking like pimple popping. No, it's way less gross than pimple popping. Are you kidding me? Watching a pimple explode to like watching someone just like get instant relief from their sciatica i think we can all i was related to like the cultures of it oh okay i think we can all agree that it's it's they're both gross so (laughs) i think we can all agree if we can all agree on one thing okay so higgins you said your favorite character is either judith or daryl yeah um adam who is your favorite walking dead character um for the first half of the season i was really really jonesing on rick you know because mm-hmm. right when i kind of stopped watching is when he was kind of going crazy yeah which is when he, he becomes really, interesting yeah and he was just like as an actor just really good at that yeah he andrew lincoln's the best actor on the show yeah. so i mean that's like you you felt that he was going nuts yeah you could you could feel it and like it's cool to see that within the context of his um role as leader too which i think really yeah. like just just exacerbates the whole thing Okay, that's interesting. Especially on like on like those like apocalypse stuff. Just once people get to like the breaking point, that's usually like the most interesting time, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, so good. Uh, what about for yours? Me, for me, it's definitely Negan. I am a sucker for Negan. I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan is incredible. Uh, I love his weapon, the bat with the with the barbed wire on it. It's fucking badass. Yeah. Um, his arc isn't believable. I don't believe that someone who is so evil when he's the bad guy can become like just a legitimate good guy, which is kind of how he is right now. I don't necessarily buy that, but like he is fucking awesome. And he is a scene stealer too. He, he sucks the air out of the room every time he's on the screen. I mean, he is is the only thing on screen when he's on screen. I used to hate his delivery and his cadence, the way he talked like that. Like it's a little hammy. It's a little dramatic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to hate that. But like now it's like, (laughs) <laughs> I like it's one of the things I look forward to is like listening to him speak. Yeah. I'm like, do the thing, do the thing where you stop talking and like really emphasize the last word. Do he it. Did he did the thing. And it's a meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing to the TV. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly the same way. So so yeah. Okay, cool. So so that's good. Uh, any like least final? Fa- least fa- final. We just started talking about this six months. No, ago. we didn't. I think we've talked about pretty much all. Like, do you have more to say? No, but what's your least? Who's your least favorite character? Uh oh my god, least favorite. There's so many. There's really a lot. I think, and this sucks to say because he's he's cool. Um, I think Ezekiel is one of the worst characters because he's just like his mm-hmm. whole his whole like modern monarchy thing just i don't really buy it i don't i don't really understand why why people would like would like gravitate to that yeah be part of that society where he's like oh i'm i'm a king and i'm a fair ruler but i talk like i'm in a fucking shakespeare play (laughs) and i carry a huge fucking sword and i have a tiger and stuff like I don't know if I just, I just don't really. Oh, that, the scene when the tiger dies is like one of the saddest scenes in the entire series. Oh, you just say that because you have a cat. (laughs) (laughs) 
believe it or not, <laughs> I don't relate everything back to my own life, but I do. It's because I can. If, if you're going to become like a weird warlord in a zombie apocalypse, you might as well fucking go for it. He no, should I, be I, a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his, yeah. that whole thing, he would make he much more sense. He should be like sense. running like a Thunderdome. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, his whole shtick would make more sense if he was like a crazy ruler of a, of a, of a bad yeah. like sect of people. Like, but right. as a good, I don't know. It's just like, I just don't buy it. I don't buy him and Carol. Um, no, I think I it's buy, weird. I didn't, buy, I didn't buy him and Carol either. Him right now with his neck thing going on, but it's like it's, it's sometimes an issue and sometimes isn't. Like they didn't even address it at all in his scenes in the most recent episode. So right, like, which, yeah, I forgot all about his neck thing. Uh, exactly. Like he's kind of all <laughs> over the place. I mean, now you know he's he looks good, and I like like he's like I like watching him fight and like and like inspire his his subjects. But like I don't know, I just don't really buy it. Okay. So Ezekiel's your least favorite? Yeah, I'd say so. I can get behind that. I mean, besides the countless minor characters who have been killed off that I've Right, no, about. I'm talking I mean, like of like the major characters, yeah. So my, my least favorite main character is probably either, um, and now I'm going to forget his name, um, Gabriel. That's either Gabriel or Eugene. I know Eugene's comedic. Oh, I love both of them, dude. Eugene, Gabriel's had Eugene? a great arc. So I just think the some of the stuff that Eugene did, not Eugene, uh, Gabriel did before he became unforgivable. Know, yeah, so that's it, it's it's maybe not like him. Wait, so Plus, you like, can you can forgive Negan, but you can't forget Gabriel? Well, I can forgive Negan in the sense that like I just like I enjoy Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I Gabriel's think. like a fucking badass former priest with 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 one dead eye, one, one dead eye, but he uses a machete. Like he's a, he's a fucking badass. Machete, dude. machete. Um, no, I, I'm, just, I'm just not a big fan. And, right. and Eugene, Eugene, I don't know. Eugene was just, he's such a pussy. And like, I feel like he's, he's, he's his, his comedic timing. He's the, he's the funniest person on the show. He's hands yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So like comedically, I don't want him going anywhere because he's, he brings the comedy part, but like just his whole character from going from like the, when he, when he joined Negan and like sold everybody out, that was bullshit. I know he got, the, I know he turned back and like, and helped um, Sasha at the end of that in that arc but like i don't know i just didn't like i just eugene was just never my cup of tea his like uh, obsession with rosita where she he's like obsessed with her and she's while she was dating abraham while she was dating gabriel and while she was dating the other guy like she he's just always been like in the corner just like obsessed with her it's just like i don't know it's something it's it's just he just he's just weird that whole like love square love triangle that is <laughs> yeah. that is kind of weird for sure yeah yeah i like eugene he is comic relief he has believable like kind of dips into being kind of a, a coward and then and then redeems himself i, I don't know i I like him enough. I love Gabriel. I think Gabriel's great. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay. So, Adam, do you have a least favorite? Uh, I didn't really like Herschel. Oh, okay. It just okay. felt really, like, forced to be like, here's, yeah. like, an old guy full the of wisdom. Old, like, far, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You want to talk about really somebody who did, a, who did a quick character turn, which was Herschel. He yeah. went from being, like, the no-nonsense, like, I'm not giving into anything, blah, blah, blah. To all of a sudden, this like sage old man who just like let, you know, who just like it seems like he, he lost his leg. He's like, I'm like a gonna be a weird preacher now. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I could buy that, and that also coincides with that tremendous dip in quality in season two. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't. See, yeah, I don't. I think season one was season one was great, but I like season two good. better. I thought. I like. I think I like season two better than season, season one, two was good. Season two benefited from what's arguably the most compelling plot, which is. Which is Shane, yeah, Shane and and um, 
Lori, uh, Rick and Lori. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, I say that and, and Shane, you know, obviously John Barenthal is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's, that was a, that like the, the setting, like being in the farm and just spending so much time there and like, you know, not a lot of cool stuff happening. That's kind of offset by how cool that the storyline is between like that storyline. Shane was, was the, the, the main character opposite Rick, right? right. The two yeah. of them as, as former friends, former partners, and then, and then Lori, the love triangle, like that could have been a, a series finale. Arc. And that could, that could yeah, been, I'm, sure, I'm sure that would have happened if they weren't picked up. I bet that was going to be. Uh, yeah. Probably why they wrote that in at that point. Um, but you know, and then, and then now looking back, they get, they, they go through that, which is arguably one of the most like kind of impactful things that happens in the second season. Um, I think that, that, it's, that, it's that, that helps like, it. Some of that stuff just went on for like too long. Like, yeah, it did. Cause for like, sure. it didn't need to be the whole season arc at the farm. It could have been, you know, break it up just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's Walking Dead could be, like, it could have been like three seasons. Like, it yeah, could just go through was like a lot of the stuff. governor coming back like two seasons in a row, just like, just kind of get it over with, you know? Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Do I'm you have, you. do you have like your most dramatic or um, like hard to watch painful death scene? Like when it comes to like one of the one of the characters, I have two. I mean, the obvious answer is is Negan. The first scene with Negan, where he where yeah. he kills Abraham I, and uh, yeah, so I liked Abraham a lot a lot. So that was a, that was tough to watch. One one my the worst one for me, worse than those two was when Beth died at, at the mm-hmm, hospital. Mm-hmm. When, when and you see the absolute pain in Daryl's face, yeah. and then you see the pain when Daryl is carrying out her body in Maggie's face. Because at that point, Maggie had. She was all Maggie. She, that was all Maggie had left. All her entire family, from Herschel and her mom, and right. um, had been killed by in, in from season two to that point had been killed. So that was all she had left besides Glenn. Um, so like just watching watching her reaction and then watching Daryl's reaction and just and just the scene in general like caught me so off guard. Like it was such one of those like shocking deaths that I just didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that's probably the hardest one for me. Was, I was say, like uh, the uh, the artwork in the comic books is like really really brutal. Really, mm. like the the Glenn getting killed by Negan is like a full page spread of just oh, like God. baseball bat in the face. Oof. Well, the way they portrayed it on on TV was brutal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene was brutal. That was a polarizing scene. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people were turned off by that because it was just such brutal killings of, of main characters who have been around for for so long. Like they almost reached the threshold of like, okay, after Game of Thrones season one came out, it became cool to kill off main characters. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead did that a lot, um, just generally. But then that they almost reached the threshold of what people were willing to put up with, like without tearing their hair out and being like, what the fuck? Like, why right. I can't watch this? Um, and I think a lot of people were turned like, off by that. Because that, the violence is like, because I said the violence on um, the boys is something like the most intense. Oh God, it's awful. This yeah. role shit. Like when they... Got face yeah. ripping thing in the yeah, last we, season. Yeah, we talked. We talked about that a few episodes ago. I think that's necessary to drive home the point of the show, which is like oh, yeah. how how bad would it be to have actual real life superheroes in real life? Mm-hmm. Like it would be fucking terrible. And and the 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 gore is used to like drive that point home, just so how fucking powerful these people are. Right. So I think that's that's a really good. Aspect. Yeah, because it seems like it works the same way with The Walking Dead, just but on like the reverse of like. Because at that point they're almost they're trying to disgust you like yeah oh definitely you know, like definitely. visceral this like how awful like the world is becoming yep for sure I totally agree yeah good so Walking Dead so to 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 recap there are three Walking Deads on right now um, all on AMC 
Uh, and it is still pretty popular, although not from a traditional viewer standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will continue to be popular. And I wonder if, I feel like at this point, it's like walking, some sort of Walking Dead will be on for like the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean. That's, that's a bold statement, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, I can see myself dipping out. Cause, so they announced, obviously, that the main storyline, the original Walking Dead, is going to end. It's going to end, yep. Season 11 is the last season. But, but, they're, but they're, season, season 11 is calling it the last season, but they're, based, they're putting it into two 12-hour – sorry, two 12-episode uh, half seasons. So it's really going to be two seasons. What are, they, um, are they normally 10 episodes? Or they they're normally 16, and now they're 16, doing okay. – And with a mid-season doing, finale. Yeah, so now they're doing two 12 – like they're doing 12 straight, then a mid-season, like a mid-season, then they're coming back and doing the last 12. And they're calling it one season, but it's going to be two seasons. Well, right. everyone's going to recognize it as two yeah. seasons. Um, right, yeah. So that's going to end sometime in 2022, I think, because it's starting in the fall of 2021. So we're, we're going a full year without seeing the, the, the main story. Um, and then you get the Daryl and Carol comedy hour. Yeah, Daryl and Carol, <laughs> the variety hour. Um, <laughs> Who's on uh, first? <laughs> dog. Zombies. I think once that leaves, though, I, think I, don't, I don't see myself continuing, but we'll see. Well, yeah, because you haven't picked up Fear the Walking Dead or any of the spinoffs no. at this point, so I don't know why no. you'd start. Right. So, are you burned I'm, out at all watching them all back to like binging them all? So, I was he's not I, asking you. He's asking me. I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> Wait, no, was he asking you? I was talking to Higgins. Yeah. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch series. the original. I didn't watch one through nine. Everything and, is about me. <laughs> so here's here. It's definitely more noticeable when you're watching it in a binge style how every season has the same type of like in every episode in every season yeah. there's a there's the person who's decided they're going to be the passive one and not kill anybody anymore there's every season there's someone's going to go crazy and every these these there's these tropes that are that are that are so prevalent in every single season so i think when you have that three month break you don't notice it as much or you like you kind of you you, you ease into it more where i was watching it back to back to back i you, i picked up on it every single time i was like okay well this season now rick's not going to kill anybody this is this season now carol's not going to kill anybody um so that part kind of sucked um but not having to wait four months in oh between, yeah those like that part that part was awesome brutal. yeah and i can totally i think i understand why why real like the true fans of the show didn't have has com- have commented on the dip in the quality because having to to sit for four months on these finales like that's a lot of commitment i feel like watching it now and back to back to back like i i i don't notice the quality dip as much because it's just it's happening right so fast in front of me i think having to sit down and wait four months and then have to come back and like watch each episode one by one i think that's when i i'll notice more of the the negative stuff about it but right that's fair thanks yeah. Uh, Adam, any questions for me? Um, <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh, damn it. God damn, that hurts. That stings. I, I have a question. It. Yeah. How dare you? Oh. <laughs> so there's only one okay. episode of the of the future Walking Dead one out, right? Yeah, there should be another one. Maybe now or maybe this weekend there will there'll be another one. But um, yeah, there's just the one, just the one. And it was it was okay. I mean, it was like like you know Higgins said it was the the new generation. It, it had kids. And when I first heard that there's like a future one on, I was like, oh, they're gonna have like weird, like cool, like zombie fighting technology and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like not that, not cool future, <laughs> like just like a little bit in the future. Also, isn't yeah. that a little part, like that's a little part of me that finds something a little unrealistic about <laughs> besides the whole zombie thing is like they're far enough in the future now that things should be a little bit better, right? Like they should, like the civilization. Well, they are a little bit better. 
No, but like there should be, there should be more of an infrastructure. Well, I think what, what the new show implies is that there has been that going on in other places. In the oh, US. just not, just not where they are. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause it centers in, so it's in like Denver. Like, yeah. It's, so there's a, there's a big Commonwealth uh, thing in, in, in Portland. That's like the new capital of the U S in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and then, and then beyond takes place in Denver, which is where they're trying, the Commonwealth is trying to open another, essentially trying to take this existing community and open a, a, make it like a Commonwealth community. And that's kind of what I think the Commonwealth is, even though they haven't specified that it's like, they are trying to make communities in their own image. And I think that's a really, that's kind of a compelling, it's a compelling thing. And I'm yeah, definitely I'm, looking forward I'm to more interested that. in like getting into that and then starting over like the original. Right. And Fear the Walking Dead is, is just like more of the original Walking Dead. So, yeah. you know, Morgan. Morgan. Um, Morgan. Good. Okay. Good chat. Good yeah. chat. Did you say you had Higgins. a segment? I have a new segment, but I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for next week. So, so big market tease. I have a cool new segment that I think is going to be really fun, but we're going to save it for next week. Higgins, you said you had a trope. Why don't you take us home? Uh, yeah, I have two tropes and I'll, I'll, I'll save one for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Keep one. <laughs> keep one. All right. So the one that I'm going to do now, uh, it's, it's literally common in every, every movie or TV show. And that Ooh, is, and that human is, beings. yes, <laughs> actors. Um, <laughs> no, it's the, the busy you're in a busy you're in new york city or chicago or boston yet you're every uh character always finds himself on the one street that has no pedestrians all the all this all the the car chases and all of the uh like big scenes happen on these like empty streets that that does not happen like there's no such thing as an empty street in a major city it could be now now that no one's going into the city okay but that's not what that's not it's you know i'm talking like stuff before covid yeah um, no i mean that's like that's one of those like tropes of convenience where it's like it's it's a trope because it would be a lot more difficult yeah right exactly it has to be to like right but, to like, but it's still definitely a trope though it takes you like, out of it yeah no like, it I was does watching, yeah. i think what i was watching i was watching something and it was based in new york city and like some guy just walked out into like it's like the main street and didn't get hit by a car or like you always be, find yeah. a street parking spot in front of the place you're right going like he's to, always in the middle like of fucking happen, manhattan you just happen to be yeah you happen you happen to be in midtown and you happen to be on the street and there's no pedestrians yeah. it's like like yeah. not, that's that's not possible no, so that's I don't yeah, that's it. obviously that's obviously common in every in every tv show and movie because they have to because you know like you said they need to get the scenes shot and it's hard to shoot when you have a thousand extras walking around yeah it's a trope of convenience for sure yeah. but that's a good one very good but do you have a better one no, I said you have a. No, you know, you said there with a little sarcasm. No, I didn't. Ooh. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> gotta take a little salt off there. Morgan. Yeah, take a little, take a little salt off, Corey. Oh. Corey Higgins. Oh. Yeah, I used your, I used your Christian name. Now I know I'm in trouble. Um. Good. Okay. Well, I think that was a really excellent episode, Adam. Shout I just, out! I, yeah. Shout out! Shout out! I can't believe having you here is almost as good as shouting you out when you're not here. Yeah. Fair. I like to watch your reaction when we shout you out. Yeah, I like to see yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, good. Okay, so thanks for having me. Yeah, we'll see, anytime. We'll see you guys in like an hour. Oh, we'll see you guys for yeah. for new Jackbox plug Jackbox Party Pack Seven. What up? Ooh. Now with a new Nothing but Yeah. Nothing so, but Drawful. All Drawfuls all the time. More like Higgins, awful. You should have taken your week off to to practice drawing. <laughs> <laughs> what would I do Take during work? You're not working. I know, but what would I do during work? You could what I'm saying. breathe on the window and draw a little. <laughs> the you could draw. You could be that cool prob- FedEx guy. My problem with with drawful is that everybody else is better at it than me. That's my problem. If like, you didn't do things where everyone else was better than you, you would just not do anything all day. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Um, 
I you would wake just, up, you would take a massive dump, and then that would be it. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I would peek at my dump. Best of the biz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Uh, uh, good stuff. Good. Very good. Yeah. Um, thank you again, Adam, for joining us. Yeah. And yep, Adam. Higgins, thanks for just keeping it generally professional. I know that's tough. Yeah, it was a little hard today, but... Yeah. Is it his, this is uh, day one of not falling out of my chair. So that's nice. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> one day without Higgins falling out of yeah. his chair. <laughs> Hopefully, but here's to two. Here's to two. Fingers crossed. Emily's sadly erasing the whiteboard. On the <laughs> She's like, not again. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. Great episode. Yep. I'll see you boys Pleasure. later. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs>